This is the EP Growth Podcast from Hunter Rehabilitation and Health. We are here to grow the exercise physiology profession through supporting the professional and personal growth of young EPs in the industry. Hello and welcome back to episode four of the EP Growth Podcast. My name is Ryan McAfee and I'm your host from Hunter Rehabilitation and Health. Flying solo today. Uh, first of all, just wanted to give a massive, massive thank you to the amount of support we've received after the first three episodes. It's absolutely blown me away. And thank you so much for your kind messages, the amazing reviews. Uh, it's just been, yeah, so so humbling to, to hear that we're making such a difference uh, in, the, in the community already just after three episodes. So let's dive into today's episode. Nice, short, sharp, shiny one that's very, very important for a lot of new grads out there and students, younger EPs. And it's the importance of building a network within your community. So if you are in a private practice, this would usually be part of your role is to develop networks and, and referral relationships within your uh, community and within your practice and your your manager would like you to obviously do this as part of your role now as a new grad you're trying to think why do i have to do this what's the importance of this uh well from my point of view as a business owner let me let me give it give it to you from from my perspective so building a network is extremely important because if you have the ability to generate your own referrals referrals come directly to you with your name on them from GPs, from specialists, from other allied health professionals, comes to your clinic that you work at with your name on them, that immediately is huge amounts of value you are bringing to the clinic. Now, if you're able to do this on a regular basis and get regular referrals coming through direct with your name on them, you've, you've built this referral relationship that you get these direct referrals, you are bringing so much value into the clinic then from a practice owner point of view, you have to be worth more than other EPs who aren't doing that. You're bringing more value in, you are worth more, you can get paid paid more. But it's not always about money either. It's about building your reputation as well. And everyone loves to, being a health professional, everyone loves to have a reputation in the industry. Once you get a reputation, you, your books become much fuller. As your books become fuller, you can pick and choose your niche type of client that you want to work with. And obviously, uh, after that, your Monday to Fridays look much more enjoyable because they're your ideal clients. So obviously, this all starts with building a network uh, and building some referral relationships. So let's quickly go through the process of how we do that from the very beginning. So first of all, you'd, you'd want to reach out to health professionals. Now, I've got a long list of health professionals in here that you can reach out to uh, within the EP community. And the great thing about being an exercise physiologist is we have a crossover with so many other professionals. So a few of these on this list are cardiologists, endocrinologists, oncologists, pediatricians, podiatrists, physiotherapists, rehab consultants, neurosurgeons, practice nurses, GPs, chiropractors, osteopaths, NDIS plan managers, insurance case managers, work health and safety officers, aged care case managers, personal trainers, CrossFit trainers, respiratory physicians, gynecologists, massage therapists, 
we can add value to each of these professions by using exercise physiology. Um, I've got a whole list of others here, psychiatrists, psychologists, the list goes on. There is so, so many you can reach out to. But first of all, it needs to be the reach out. Now, my advice for the reach out, very easy, simple way you can do from the comfort of your own home is LinkedIn. Connect with these people on LinkedIn and reach out to them via a direct message on LinkedIn. The other one, which is a little bit scarier, but probably more effective is the cold call. This was something that uh, I did a lot of um, in my younger days. And I would I would do 20 to 30 of these, these per day and did this consistently for several years, um, which allowed me to build a reputation. Uh, we have to understand with the reach outs, you're probably likely to go to get more rejections than acceptances. So you have to build that resilience that a rejection is just one step closer to you having uh, success with with a referral partner. So it's about building that resilience up and, and getting out there and having a go. So with those reach outs, LinkedIn cold call, the aim is to get them off LinkedIn um, or get them away from that cold call into a one-to-one meeting, which is yeah usually just a coffee um, or a, a Zoom meeting or potentially a, a meeting at your own clinic. Now this leads into the next step. The next step is actually meeting with them. And this is where young EPs get this meeting wrong all the time. So the first thing they will do is they will tell them all about themselves and they'll tell them everything that they do. They'll tell them that, uh, yeah, what type of clients they see, what type of equipment they've got, and it's everything about what they do, what they do. Now, if ever anyone out there knows me, they know I'm a huge fan of Simon Sinek and Start With Why was one of my favorite books back when it came out and start with why basically talks about starting with the why and then the how and then the what so start with why in your your referrer meetings always talk about why you're an exercise physiologist people connect with the why a lot more than the what you do if you express emotion and passion in what you do that creates a great relationship. This person can see that and they want to connect with you. If you have no emotion, no passion, but you're telling them what exercises you can do, what equipment you've got, it doesn't create that emotional engagement. So always start with why, and then we can get onto the what. We can talk about what type of patients we we like to see and what type of equipment we use and, and what value we can add in that way, but always start with why. And another great way to start with why is to tell a story. Tell a story that is meaningful in this meeting as well. Stories we know actually retain in our memory a lot better than statistics and facts. So tell a story that, about a meaningful client, about a win that you had with a client, or tell a story why you're so passionate about exercise physiology or so passionate about a particular condition and tell that story with passion and with meaning and the other referrer should connect with that and obviously put you in a better position for successful relationship there moving forwards. The next step is that you are there to solve their problems. You're not there to talk about yourself. You are there purely from a point of service. You're there to serve them and asking what their problems are and how you can solve them. Another mistake that new grads make here is that we go in there assuming what they want from us or assuming what their problems are and coming up with a solution. We don't know that. We don't know what their problems are until we ask them. So we can ask them a few good questions here. So a really good question is, what current frustrations have you had 
with exercise physiologists or what frustrations have you had with exercise physiologists in the past? You can see there I'm asking, I'm asking what frustrations have you had? They might've had a bad experience with exercise physiologists and they don't want to refer to them again. We need to ask these questions to explore this a little bit further. So I'm asking, what current frustrations do you have? And this might be, uh, this might be, oh, the last exercise physiologist uh, never contacted me and never gave me an update on the client I referred, referred through. And that might lead to us saying, okay, great. Well, how often do you like to be contacted? And they might say, I just love to get an update at least once a month. Okay, great. How do you love to be updated? I love to be updated via email. Okay, great. So if I say that my team and myself can update you every single month with the client's progress, was that everything that you would need from, from me? And they would say, yes, that's exactly what we need. That, that would be ideal. It's perfect. And then we go and deliver it. A great little story this reminds me of is a recent refer a meeting that I did uh, over coffee, well, this was pre-COVID actually, so earlier in the year, and I was speaking to uh, these two NDIS support workers, and they were talking about this other provider they work with, and the provider was a psychologist, and they talked so fondly of this psychologist. They said, this psychologist is the best psychologist in our area. They are amazing. They've got a great reputation. We use them all the time. We send all our clients to them or our participants to them. They have just been the best, and we've been using them for well over two years now, and I would say they are clearly the best in all of Newcastle, where we are located. And I was quite intrigued with that. And I said, okay, excellent. I said, what exactly to you as an NDIS coordinator or support coordinator makes them the best? What makes them the best in Newcastle? And they told me, they told me that what makes them the best is that they always keep them updated. They are always in the loop with what's happening with their clients. They're never unaware of, of, of anything uh, yeah, significant that's coming up with their clients. They're aware with what's happening in their clients' lives. They update the support coordinators when they don't attend a session. They update them when they achieve their goal in one of the sessions. They're just great communicators. So I broke that down a little bit more with these support coordinators I was having coffee with. I said, so what makes them the best is their ability to communicate with you. Is that correct? And they said, yeah, that's it. So I said, do you know much about their clinical outcomes and what they've been able to achieve in terms of yeah, objective data with uh, potential questionnaires, psychological questionnaires? And they said, no, we're not quite sure about the clients that were sent there, but I know they're really happy going there and uh, we get great outcomes. I said, okay, great. So that was a little light bulb moment. Sometimes to be the best in the community is purely just to keep people updated and keep them in the loop rather than the actual clinical skills. And the more I explore that, the more I find that out. So it's about communication and building these relationships through delivering what these referral partners have asked of you. It's, it's very simple when we look at that. It's about, yeah, delivering what they've asked of you. Now, as new grads, we are so focused on the clinical skills, so focused on the clinical skills, and some people have great clinical knowledge but this, it, it doesn't matter if people aren't going to refer to you. You have to be known. You have to be known in the community. You could be the best there is in the four walls that you work in. But if no one knows about you, then those skills aren't going to be put to good use and you're going to help less and less people. So at the end of the day, all we want to do is help as many people as possible and help grow the profession of exercise physiology. Now, my advice, my advice for new grads is 
to start the first three years of your career, the first three years of your career, casting the net far and wide with your referral relationships. I'd say I would go out and do as many referral relationships and refer meetings, sorry, as possible. Do as many meetings as possible and learn to figure out who you connect with, who doesn't connect with you, why that referral meeting worked, why that referral meeting didn't work, why did it feel like this was going to be a great ongoing relationship and then it just fizzled off into nothing. Learn these things. Learn these things. And then after that two to three year period, your ultimate aim is to potentially have two, maybe maximum three referral partners that you refer to because this is no different to any relationship in life, a romantic relationship, a a relationship with friends, relationship with colleagues. You can't manage a lot of them very well. And basically, it's going to be a lot easier to manage two to three strong relationships where you might have, yeah, two, three, four referrals coming in from these referral partners each week than to manage 20, 30 different referrer meetings and, and referrers and trying to keep all of them happy at once. And then you'll notice they all fizzle out because you didn't have the time to put into that relationship. So we do have to understand building these networks and these referral relationships, they are exactly that. They are a referral relationship. We need to put time and energy and effort into these relationships And you can only really do that once you've got potentially two or three and you're getting lots of referrals from these. That's ultimately what we want because they're more enjoyable then. We can catch up with this referrer. Um, We know that they've got the same values as us. We can have coffee with them every month and and talk about each each other's patients or refer patients back and forth to each other. We can um, have a more enjoyable relationship that way once we narrow it. But before we do that, like I said, get out and do as many meetings as possible and, and learn from your mistakes, learn from the rejections. We need to understand that. And my final bit of advice, my final bit of advice there, once again, this follows on to the emphasis on the word relationship. This isn't a one-off. The amount of new grads that go out there and younger EPs and do one-off meetings and expect the world in return. That is unrealistic. These are long-term relationships that you're looking to build over the next five, 10 years. So this is a long game. So the goal of every meeting is to get another meeting. Think about that. The goal of every meeting is to get another meeting. So if you go into these referrer meetings purely trying to get referrals out of them or trying to get something out of them straight away, it isn't going to work. It'll fizzle out into nothing and they'll see you right through that. The aim is to get another meeting. Great. I'd love to meet with you in three months time and we can discuss this a little bit more. Or how about we catch up over coffee in a month's time? How about you come into our clinic and do a CPD for our team? How about I go into your clinic and do a CPD for your team? Why don't we do a charity fundraiser together, both both our teams, and, and put this together? What are these things that we continue to do to keep those meetings and keep that relationship up? Potentially, you can review up-to-date literature together. There's so many ways that we can keep this relationship up, but that is how you build a relationship. It needs to be ongoing effort from both parties. And this is really, it's quite rare in practice, but once you once you get it right, and you build these relationships and you have ongoing referrals come into your clinic, once again, I take that all the way back to the start, you are more valuable. You're extremely valuable 
you've built a reputation, you've built that Monday to Friday that is absolutely ideal to you. You love going to work and you're fulfilled. That's that's it at the end of the day. You filled you feel fulfilled in your work and you know that you're making a difference to as many lives as possible and ultimately growing the exercise physiology profession at the exact same time. That's all I've got time for today, guys. Hopefully you got a lot out of it and I'd love to hear how these meetings go once you reach out and get out there in the deep end but go for it guys take care bye for now hey guys thank you so much for listening to another episode of the ep growth podcast i would be forever grateful if you left a review subscribe to our channel and also share this podcast with any of your friends so we could ultimately grow this profession together If you'd like any further information, please check us out on hunterrehab.com.au. Bye for now.